Hello, friends. We're back again. It's Fightful Overbooked, and it's time for once a week where you get to sit and listen to us give us, give you, give each other. It's hits and misses. Good enough, right? That's the intro. Did I do it right, Drew? Did I do it okay? Yeah, I would say so. How you doing? Doing good. I'm doing good. How are you doing today? Surviving, thriving, ready to talk about a week's worth of fun insanity in wrestling. Oh, let's yeah. dive into let's dive into the muck. Let's just get into it. Hits, give me your number five. My number five, Dolph Ziggler winning the NXT championship. Uh people thought that this was not gonna go well, but I actually think it was the right call. And I knew that once Vince saw Braun Breaker, that was it. He's up. He's going to be on Raw in no time, and you know what? He deserves it because I think he's one of the better, I would say, stars of NXT right now. So I think he deserves that. And um, Ziggler, my goodness, in this match, that was like prime Ziggler. I, I that was a great performance from him, and I feel like he deserved to win. Yeah, good, good play. I agree with it. We'll get back to it in a second. My number five was Sami Zayn versus Ricochet from this past week's SmackDown. Again, a really good match. Go out of your way to see it. They progressed uh, the WrestleMania storyline between Pat McAfee and Austin Theory. Yeah, I know it's completely outside of the purview of Sami versus Ricochet, but at least it was a rematch that worked, and now we can move forward with the Sami Zayn and Johnny Knoxville stuff. So go out of your way, watch the match. It has a little bit of storyline progression on several fronts going into uh, going into the season of Mania. Go ahead. Give me your number four. Number four, the tag team triple threat on Raw. Uh, that match ruled. You need to see that match if you haven't seen it yet, because I almost forgot what show I was watching. That was incredibly entertaining with three incredibly entertaining teams. And just this Orton right now, this is like the one of the greatest Ortons that I've ever seen on television. So that RKO that he did, you have to see it with, with Chad. That was really, really special. Go out of your way to watch that. Yep, some really good stuff. I will hit you number four. We're going back to NXT, and I'm doing exactly what you just did. Braun Breaker, Tommaso Ciampa, and Dolph Ziggler in that triple threat for the NXT Championship. Love the match. Really fun. I've never seen Ziggler get speared out of his boots the way that he did during that match. Yeah, Uh, I, I agree with you that people should go out of their way to see that match. Very good. Very fun. And you know what? If Ziggler's going to push tickets for Stand and Deliver, let it happen. Let's let's just do that. It's a different Definitely. way to promote NXT, and it's time for them to find a way to make that product more than it has been. So give me your number three in the meantime. Okay, number three. Swerve Strickland. Now, it's really just Swerve Strickland, the person, because when they say that it's Swerve's house, they're not kidding about that. He is so charismatic, so much star power coming from him. Uh, and he had a great showing against Tony Nese on Rampage. So I definitely would suggest that everybody go and see that because his entrance and his manner, it, it's just his, his promos, his, everything. Everything is great. And I'm really, really excited to see what comes next with him. He's a star. No doubt about it. Uh, my number three, also on Rampage, will take a different match. It's going to be Mercedes Martinez and Jamie Hayter. I have been waiting for that. 
and it did not disappoint in my opinion. It was a fun match. It was a good match. Uh, told a little bit of a story. And on top of it, as we get closer to Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa in a cage on Wednesday, uh, there was enough going on that it, it, it progressed the storyline well. And also, I just, I love seeing Mercedes Martinez in a match and I love seeing Jamie Hayter in a match. So it was perfect for me. Give me your number two. Okay. So number two is not. Okay, well, here, here we go. All right. Number two is AEW Revolution. Okay. Now, specific points of AEW Revolution that I want to touch on that people need to go out of their way to see. The first one is MJF versus CM Punk because Punk bled buckets and that match, its bigger purpose was served by turning Wardlow babyface. And you need to see it because the moment was amazing and the pop that Wardlow got was one of the bigger pops on the entire show. So you need to see that. The other thing that you need to see is Chris Jericho versus Eddie Kingston because aside from the scary moment where Jericho got dropped on his head, (laughs) uh, the match was really great. And I'm so happy that Eddie won because he's one of my absolute favorites right now. And Go watch that because Eddie Kingston rules. He does. The number one thing in my number two from Revolution. Yeah. Sorry, Tim. Uh, Brian Danielson versus John Moxley because we all knew where it was going. And then it totally got swerved and William Regal comes out and something that we'd never thought we were going to, you know, something that was never even a thought was like, holy crap, William Regal is going to be with Moxley and Danielson, and they're going to be a tag team, and this is going to be incredible. So watch all that stuff, because it was great. It was a very good pay-per-view. And if you want a second screen companion, you can go to Fightful Overbooked, and you can watch the Watch Along, where we literally watched along, talked about the show, had some fun. There you go. Uh, my number two piggybacking off of your revolution, uh, conversation there was actually the dog collar match between MJF and CM Punk. I thought the match was a lot of fun. I think a lot of people by now have either watched it or have been told to watch it. Go out of your way to watch it. Stories told and whether you follow wrestling from the 2000s or the 90s or the 80s, there was something there. A lot of good uh, history and storytelling there in a dog collar match. And I'll shout it out again. If you're on Fightful Overbooked, as you are now, myself and Jeff Hawkins, we did a brief history of the dog collar match leading into CM Punk versus MJF and some important notable matches for you to check out there as well. So there you go. That's my number two. Hit me with your number one. And my number one, just like my number two, is AEW Dynamite. (laughs) And here's why it's AEW Dynamite. Number three of number one, Jeff Hardy's debut. That debut, we knew that that was coming, and I appreciated that they brought Sting and Darby out first just to kind of make it go, oh, is it not happening right now? But it happened, and they had the music, and Jeff looked extremely happy, so much so that he was dancing his way down to the ring, and it was hilarious, and the Sing Sting and Jeff Hardy and the ring again after what happened to them almost 12 years ago now at this point, it's a great way to close that door, and 
I'm, I'm very excited for things there. The other thing that you need to see on Dynamite, Jericho's turn and Eddie Kingston's incredible promo that he cut to start the show. Um, it was so emotional, got me to cheer up a little bit, talking about how he was doing that match just for the fans that he met at the signing prior because he wasn't going to go. And he was basically in a dark place, and that brought him out, and he shut down the what chance in such a brilliant way. Such a brilliant way, because screw you for doing the what chance, Eddie Kingston. And great, so you have to see that. And number one was William Regal's promo, because I damn near cried my eyes out. That was, obviously it went a little bit long, but it was so amazing hearing Regal talk like that, because honestly, as kind of a newer wrestling fan, I've not experienced regal live at least i mean i've seen stuff on the network and peacock and whatever but i've never seen him talk like that and the way he put over danielson to the point that danielson had to hold back tears as well because it was like oh my god his idol is saying such incredible things about him and he's put over moxley as well not as much as danielson but that doesn't matter the point is I'm super excited to see what William Regal does in this company. So that's my number one. There we go. Uh, my number one, I'm going back to Raw, and I am going to give you that triple threat tag match. Again, really, really enjoyable match. Really fun. And something you don't necessarily see on Raw is a very, very good triple threat tag match. Uh, go out of your way to watch it, because not only do you have a really fun uh, set of teams in this match, but the post-match celebration, interview, whatever you want to call it, is also worth going out of your way to watch. But Drew, not all that glitters is gold. We got to do our misses. <sighs> so why don't great. you hit me with your number five? My number five, going back to Revolution, is unfortunately the Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa match. And I know we talked about it on the watch along I know that Rose is going to win next week in her hometown. I understand. And you know that when I, when that ending happens, I just sunk in my chair because I was totally out of it. You guys can go back and watch that. I couldn't even get into the beginning of Danielson and Moxley because that finish sucked. It sucked. I understand we had to push it to next week. It sucked because the referee should not have his back turned to a match for 25 straight seconds and not be understanding what's going on behind him. You're refereeing a match. What are you doing? It was bad booking. So awful. My number five happened in NXT this week. Lashing out with Lash Legend and Nikita Lyons. Just not good. And the match that these two are going to have, I don't even know what to expect. If Again, we're, we're back to the storyline of whose butt is better or realer. And I just don't need it in my storylines. Please stop. Number four, go ahead. Number four is the women's tag team division booking because my goodness there's nothing going on in this division at all and you can really tell now because not one of the very few actual tag teams that there are on the main roster 
are legitimate tag teams, if any of them, really, at this point, because they're all just thrown together to get on the WrestleMania card. And the current champions now are dissenting because one of them is too horny at commentary because of their show, which you can also find reviews on on this very channel. It's an awful show. Don't watch the show. It's a bad YouTube show. Our our review is fine. The show itself is just awful. Absolutely. Uh, Carmella and Zelina are better than this. The entire women's division is better than this. Please stop your bullshit. (laughs) There's a trope to how they book the women's tag division. I'll let people figure it out for themselves. Uh, My number four is Ms. TV. With Logan Paul and Jerry Lawler, it did nothing. It meant nothing. <laughs> Jerry Lawler coming out and saying, we should have WrestleMania in Cleveland. And then him naming off a bunch of cities in Ohio. Just dumb. I don't need that. I don't want that. I like Miz. I like the Logan Paul BS. I did not need that segment because it did. It, it meant nothing. It did nothing. Let's give me your number three. My number three is Blue Edge. Because... I was hoping that they were going to do this uh, better, and unfortunately, they didn't because the explanation for the heel turn that he was trying to help AJ, and it was stupid. Uh, There's buzzwords of the mountain of omnipotence, and it was just a shock factor heel turn just to get something into the match that never needed to be there in the first place. So... <laughs> My number three, uh, speaking of, is uh, Paige Van Zant and Ty Conchi on Dynamite. Uh, if this is leading to a Paige Van Zant and Austin Vanderbilt versus Ty Conchi and Sammy Guevara match, I don't want to see it. I just don't. Sammy and Ty being absolutely obnoxious on socials and people are, you know, just, just miss me altogether. I don't need it. I don't want it. It's a, it's a silly ass match. And I get that it's because Cody and Brandy aren't there, but guess what? You still didn't have to replace the people in the match. Could have done something totally different, but here we are. I don't need it. I don't want it. Congratulations, paid Van Zant. You have joined AW's roster and you've also joined my misses for the week. Go ahead. Hit me number two. Yeah. And, uh, number two, I feel, man, I feel like I have a, I have a heavy women's misses list this week. I feel awful about it, but unfortunately. You hate women. Is it, you hate women, (laughs) Drew? I get it. You hate the women. Go ahead. My number two is Charlotte and Rhonda because the tap out fiasco is so stupid because they're using MSG to further Brock and Roman. But you know what else happened at MSG? Charlotte tapped out in a tag match, no less, but they're not addressing that. They're <laughs> not addressing that one. So now the whole story is Charlotte's not going to tap out to Rhonda, even though it happened already. Uh, stupid. And I don't like Rhonda's delivery. It really sucks. She's really bad on the microphone. And Charlotte kind of bores me now. So yeah. I- I am 100% with you. Same spot. Charlotte and Rhonda is my number two miss. My God, the promo was bad. The conversation or the, the story being all about we need to tap you once every two years. Half a quadrennial is dumb as hell. And recanting the parking lot brawl from 2018, the one that was so hot and so good yeah. and people just loved it, redoing it in like the worst possible setting this past week on SmackDown, not good. Did not like it. Bad, bad, bad. 
give me your number one because apparently I know it's going to be the same thing, you and I. Just, you know what? I know, listen, post-production, Tim, do me a favor. You and I will go three, two, one. And as we're saying it, it'll just pop it up on the screen real quick. Okay, here we go. Three, two, one, butch. butch. There you go. That's all you need to say. It's butch. It's butch. Do you want to add anything? Butch. Butch. That's it. Could have called him Bruiser. Could have called him Pete Dunn. I just could have called him anything but Butch. The thumbnail for this video is probably just going to be Butch. Butch. Where can people find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter, the greatest place in the world, at Big Money Drew. It's Fightful Overbooked. YouTube.com slash Fightful Overbooked or FightfulOverbooked.com. We drop content here every single day, sometimes twice a day, sometimes three times a day if you're lucky. Just hit that bell, hit your notifications. I'm at Joel Pearl, J-O-E-L-P-E-A-R-L. Ladies, gentlemen, friends beyond the binary, changing my name to Bush. Oh, we'll see you in the next one, I guess. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.